Welcome back to another episode of the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and I'm so thankful to have you back on the podcast, whether this is your continuation of listening, or if you're listening for the first time, we want to say welcome. If this is a help to you today, would you do me a favor and share it with somebody that you know and love so that it can be a help to them as well? And if you haven't already, join us on Twitter at the Open Bible Pod and on YouTube at the Open Bible Pod podcast. Today, we continue a series called The Stewarding Life. Today, we're talking about the topic, Two Masters. Let's get into today's content. All right, welcome back. And Pastor, we are talking today about Two Masters as we continue this series and stewarding your life. And that idea of two masters all stems from the book of Matthew, chapter number six. Yeah, in Matthew chapter six, verse 24, Jesus explicitly says, no man can serve two masters. He's saying it's an impossibility. You can't, you can't, uh, you hear people talk about split their time. Well, guess what? You cannot split your loyalties. You mm-hmm. are either going to hate the one and love the other. You're going to hold to the one and despise the other. And what Jesus is talking about there is money or God. Yeah. What is it going to be? So who's going to be your master? Um, and uh, <clears throat> I think that we could very quickly say then, just from that verse, how you view money uh, has a direct impact about of how you view God. Absolutely. And we looked at yesterday that this idea or this war between two masters starts in the heart because that is where the stomping ground is for how you are going to act. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, or the world, the word speaketh also can mean acts upon. And so if your heart is filled with things that are for you, your desires, your fulfillment, then you are going to act upon things that are for you, your desires, and your fulfillment. And so as we looked at that yesterday, Pastor, um, we looked at the fact that you said how to view money is a direct impact on how you view God. And Mm -hmm. so what are some benchmarks? We looked at four benchmarks yesterday that we can look at in our life to see, are we viewing God in the proper way? So that way we're serving God and not man. Yeah. um, I I think that we could take a look and diagnose ourselves by asking a couple questions like, uh, do I only give what's required? Yeah. Do I only give what is required? And the scripture implicates that we do give something. And what is it that's required? Yeah, the Bible explicitly teaches us before the law, during the law, and then after the law that the tithe is something. That's the benchmark. That's where we start at 10% of uh, our income, uh, of what we bring in. And uh, I look at I look at my income when I do that. I look at my income as my health insurance, because if, if that wasn't taken care of, guess what? I, I'd have to pay for that. Um, any gifts that I receive, um, any bonuses, uh, anything like that. So not only my salary, but those type of things that would come in and uh, enhance my um, level of living. Mm-hmm. And so am I only giving what is required? And the tithe, I believe the scripture is plainly teaching us that the tithe is the benchmark. That's the baseline 
uh, for our giving. Where do we find that in Scripture? What are the verses that we go to? Well, I mean, you could take a look at multiple verses about the, the requirement. You could look at um, Genesis 14. You could look in Genesis uh, 28. You can look in Leviticus 27. You can look in Malachi chapter 3. You can look at Matthew 23. You can look at 1 Corinthians 16. I mean, it just, I mean, that's just a sampling. So it's not just an Old Testament principle or a New Testament principle or something that the Jews did to buy penance with their God before they understood that they could go directly to him. It is something that was commanded all throughout Scripture in multiple places and on multiple occasions. Yeah, and I mean, if if really if we really want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, we could be able to take a look at Matthew chapter 23 and verse 23 where Jesus had a prime opportunity to end the tithe. He had a prime opportunity uh, with the Pharisees. Um, he did not say, uh, okay, well, um, you, can, you can relinquish the tithe, but now you need to you know, move forward on these uh, other aspects of giving. He didn't. Um, he said that uh, these ought ye have to done and not to leave the other undone. Mm, absolutely. So you should have continued to tithe, but also there were some other things that you should have uh, done. So what he's saying is just obey my law, obey my law, and if you obey, that shows the measure of your devotion to God versus your devotion to man. So we looked at, do you only give what is required? Now, we're not we're not saying to anyone that if you only give what is required that you are in the wrong. Correct. We are saying, great, that's awesome. I'm glad you're obeying. Mm-hmm. What are for, you for, doing when you bring this point up specifically? Right. I, I'm, I'm mainly talking about those who have... Uh, been um, Christians for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about those Christians who have just maybe gotten saved or they've never been trained in the word when it comes to giving, uh, and they're just starting tithing. It, to me, if they're starting tithing, that does show their heart for God. Sure. I mean, they if you don't start, yeah. it shows your heart for God. But if yeah. you do start, it shows your heart for God. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the Christians like ourselves. who We've been Christians a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we should not be at 10%. Right, right. Absolutely. So we looked at that. And secondly, we looked at this idea of how do you know if you're serving two masters? You think of yourself before you think of God. Yeah. And we, we looked at uh, Matthew six twenty five through 31 about where Jesus mentions um, three times in that passage, take no thought. And then he asked the question, why are you taking thought? Mm-hmm. He's saying, don't be anxious. Don't be concerned. Don't, don't worry about these things. I will take care of you. And he uses the um, ecology of nature. Yeah, I love that because it shows, hey, the birds of the air, do they ever wonder about what they're going to eat? The fish in the sea, do they ever wonder about how they're going to eat? No, absolutely, because the Lord know what they have need, and he takes care of them. And then he uses that beautiful phrase, how much more? Right. How much more? If you look back at creation, see, really, your giving goes back to your theology. Mm-hmm. Because if you look back at creation, the Bible says that he looked upon it, it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. And then he looked upon man, and he said, and it was very good. Mm -hmm. Because man is the pinnacle of God's creation. And if you believe that man is the pinnacle of God's creation, then you are going to want to give back to him in obedience. Because he will take care of you. How much more does your Father in heaven take care of you if you obey him? No doubt about it. And um, and then we took a look at, at uh, seeking God's kingdom first. Yeah, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah, and, and so are you thinking about yourself 
before God. Mm. And I think that that says a lot as well. It's not that we don't necessarily think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, it is, it's the idea of where is your priority? Absolutely. Whenever, and we talk about this in, in point number four, we'll get to that in a minute, mm-hmm. but whenever you look at your life, whenever you evaluate beginning of the year, everybody always evaluates. Okay. New year, new me. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do this year. Right. And when you evaluate your life, are you looking at, okay, life, how is my physical life? How is my family life? How is my financial life? And then how's my spiritual life? Mm -hmm. Or are you starting with that benchmark? Because look, if your spiritual life is not where it needs to be, nothing else is going to line up. That's right. You're always going to be frustrated. You're always going to feel like you're just hitting a brick wall. Like you can never go anywhere. You're never getting ahead. And it starts with a a rooted foundation in the word of God, seeking first his kingdom. That is where success, that is where serving the right master starts. No doubt. And if that's not right, like you say, nothing else will be right. Mm -hmm. And um, again, we're taking a look at diagnosing who are we serving or who uh, is priority in our life or what do we love more, money or the master? Yeah, and we also brought out that little phrase in that verse in in Matthew, take no thought. Mm -hmm. Take no thought. What does that mean to you, Pastor? Like, how how does that resonate with you? Take no thought for your life. Well, I I, I don't know that the question is, um, what does it mean to me as much as it, what does it just mean? Mean, Period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And and when it says take no thought, it says don't be preoccupied with that. Right, right, Um, right. You're not to be occupied with, okay, um, am I keeping up with the latest fashion? Am mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to eat? And How where, are the Joneses wh- yeah, doing it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, yeah, really, it's the whole idea of not keeping yeah. up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, and uh, so that's the idea of don't be preoccupied. Don't be anxious about those things. Don't be, you know, don't be striving for those things. So to put it in grassroots for everybody... Um, recently, just in the last two weeks, I have purchased life insurance for my whole family. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm about to have a second kid. I'm trying to prepare, make sure everything's in order for if anything happens. Now, when I look at life insurance and I'm looking at, okay, whatever I have to spend on that every single month, would you consider that taking thought for my life? I'm so nervous about things that are (laughs) happening because, oh, I got to have this life insurance. Cause no, 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 absolutely not. But that, but you know what that does? That shows me where my heart is for my family Mm -hmm. because I want my family to be taken care of. That's me being a good father, a good leader saying, if I, something happens to me tragically, I want to make sure that everything's in order for them. Right. Same concept applies to the kingdom of God. When something happens to me and I spend eternity with Jesus Christ, I want to make sure that I planned and I was ready and I was obedient here on this earth Mm -hmm. to what he was calling me to do so that I can reap the rewards in eternity for obeying him here on this earth. It's being a good steward of my life personally with insurance of my life spiritually with obedience to God. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I had a couple good questions after the the sermon on Sunday and it was basically that, well, how, you know, should I not be doing anything or, or for my life or am I just no? And and I was able to lay out for uh, this individual. No, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with planning and those type of things, but where is your priority? Absolutely. Really is. If I'm spending more in my 401k or in my life insurance than I am in my tithe and mm-hmm. offering, 
then that shows where my priorities are. Yeah, our biggest, our uh, I guess to put it this way, our biggest bill, and I hate expenditure. To, you know, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, that's a better. Yeah. Our biggest expenditure is our tithe. Hundred percent, hundred percent over our what we have to pay in our uh, utilities, all combined. What we've got to pay in our uh, rent and all that type of stuff. It's yeah. it's it is our tithes offerings. Absolutely. And again, if you're listening today and you hear that and you're like, oh my goodness, how do I ever get there? Pastor hasn't always done that from the no. time he was 12. Right. You know? right. <laughs> he has built up to that. Why? Because he's grown. Yep. He's grown in his life. And all we're saying through this stewardship series is evaluate where you're at and then look at where you can move forward and where you can grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Before we get to the last two points, let's do the Richard Madell Minute. All right. I'm excited. What are we doing today, man? All right, folks. It's the Richard Madell Minute commercial edition. Uh-oh. All right, because we've got something really special coming up at the church, and we want to make sure everybody knows about it. Oh, we okay. want to get uh, our Bible publishing up and running for 2021. Yep. Pastor, why is this Bible publishing better, different, more awesome than any other one that we've ever done? Well, it's special because it all has to do with our hometown, and it has to do with Williamstown, New Jersey. We have specially made covers. It is a marked edition of the John Romans, so that that way if somebody does not have uh, anybody there to be able to help lead them to the Lord, they can go through the scriptures themselves and have the Holy Spirit lead them to Jesus Christ through the reading of scripture. 16,000 homes in Williamstown, New Jersey are all going to receive a copy of the Word of God with our special covers and the gospel outline for them. And so we're going to be able to say by the end of 2021, maybe even the middle of 2021, that we have got the gospel to every single home in our city. Yep. That is an incredible thing, and we're very excited about it. You can be a part of it this Sunday night, January 31st at 5 p.m. in the gymnasium. Bring a friend. Bring the families. Bring the kids. Bring everybody. Bring them all. Be there for Bible Publishing this weekend. We ought to call it Our Hometown Bible Publishing. Our Hometown. <laughs> all right, folks. That's been the Richard Riddell Minute. That, that's a good HGTV show. That This girl from uh, this girl, husband and wife deal. Oh, yeah. A, a hometown, I think it's called. Yeah, I watched hometown? it. Yeah. They yeah. got a, a really good show. I think it's like in uh, Mississippi or something. I only watch Fixer Upper. Oh, do you? It's the only one I'm allowed to watch. Yeah. It's the only one I bear through. Oh, well, I watch them. You like HGTV? Yeah, some of them. I, I wonder, watch them with my wife. I wonder if that's like a more seasoned thing because I remember my dad, like when he started to be about your age, right. he was like, I want to watch HGTV. Yeah. He was just Maybe. Like, and then he was like, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. We could do that. Let's check this out. Maybe. Right. Once I get more seasoned like maybe. you, maybe I'll stop watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and start watching <laughs> HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Hey, it's good. All right, folks, we're talking about <laughs> stewarding our lives, this idea of two masters. You can't serve them both. You have to choose, am I going to serve God or am I going to choose to serve man and money? Uh, point number one was that your giving starts with the requirement. Make sure that you're not thinking of yourself before you think of God. Put his kingdom first and his righteousness Number three, we looked at evaluate your life. Are you serving two masters? We looked at this question. Do you give out of duty or do you give out of delight? And we looked at the book of, I think, 2 Corinthians, correct? Yeah, 2 yeah. Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 7, and it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And he's saying, look, you, you sow uh, sparingly, meagerly, um, 
And if you do that, you, to be honest with you, you can evaluate your life and say, I'm really giving out of duty, mm-hmm. almost giving just to ease my conscience. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do this, right. so, I, so therefore I'm, I'm going to do it. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then he uses the word grudgingly or necessity. Um, the idea of grudgingly is unhappy and necessity is like pressure, distress. And I've told people, um, look, all I want you to do is just pray about your giving. And if God tells you don't give, don't give. I'm not trying to put pressure on people. Mm -hmm. You know, if God tells you don't increase your giving, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Absolutely. But if he does tell you to do it, do Do it. it. Absolutely. You know, and so that way I I don't want to put pressure pressure on people to give because if it's not the Holy Spirit and then being obedient to the word of God, it's not going to last. Absolutely. It's not going to last. I think about that old Sunday school song too, that we learned as kids. Obedience is the very best way yeah. to show that you believe. Mm-hmm. I love that neck doing exactly what the Lord commands, doing it happily. happily. Yes. Action is the key. Do it immediately. You know, so we learn from a very young age, the theology of obedience to God. Okay. And if we carry that on throughout our life, we'll carry it on in raising our kids. We'll carry it on in our walk with God and, and reading his word and church attendance and, you know, living a pretty moral life for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, but with this area of giving, sometimes we just, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it just is difficult sometimes to be like happily, you know, mm-hmm. every single time we put that money in the offering plate. And and I really think it goes back to this idea of Satan likes to use manin, mamma, whatever the word is, manin, so money in this scripture to say, you know, this is something that can help you. This is something that can make you better. This is something that can make you more successful. This is something that would help your family have a more comfortable life. Why are you so quick? Why are you so eager to give this? Mm -hmm. And it's just that accuser coming to you and saying, ah, but, uh, eh, eh." and then you're like, okay, but when we learn that theology of just no matter what, whether it's money or whether it's keeping a pure life morally, I'm going to obey God happily. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this a delight. Um, do you have any practical ways that we can do this? Like, how, how, And then maybe even take it a step further. How can we teach our kids how to happily do this as well? Well, I <clears throat> one of the things that uh, I think that we can learn to be able to do to be able to give uh, happily is... Um, being able to see how, <coughs> excuse me, God uses the church <coughs> to use the funds that you've given. Take a look at what God, how God's blessed the church. Yeah. And say, hey, I, I've been a part of that. We've seen people saved. We've, you know, uh, we have, we have seen people added unto the church. We've, or maybe if your church is doing a building program, man, I gave to that, and now we've got more Sunday school classes, or whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. And I think that. Um, one of the ways to be able to help teach the children to do that is teach them from a very young age. Start don't don't wait don't wait until they become, you know, uh, teenagers and then start teaching. We taught our girls. We had a bank, and it had it was a bank with three sections in it. One was for church, one was for savings, and one was for store. So it and so whenever they received funds, we broke that up for them. Okay, now we give ten percent to the Lord because we love giving to the Lord, and we taught them that then you save 10%, and then here's store money to go mm-hmm. buy something. Mm-hmm. And we taught that to them. We still have those banks today. Wow. And uh, they remember that. That's Putting great. their pennies in there and things like that. And they were excited. We would make a big deal about, you know, hey, this is a big offering, and you want to give to this offering. And so they would get their pennies and quarters out and put it in. It was just it was wonderful. And so we, we encouraged them, and we made it exciting for them. 
Yeah, just as much as you would encourage them on the ball field, you ought yep. to encourage them in the church pew to be obedient yep. to Jesus Christ. Man, I, I love that idea of the bank. I think I'm going to steal that. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good. So do you give stingily and sparingly, or do you give happily and excessively? Mm. Point number four was put your desires. Do you put your desires above the mission? Do you put your desires above the mission. Yeah, and we looked at the parable that Jesus gave about that man who had just made a bunch of money, I guess. He had a great harvest, and the first thing that he thought about was, oh, I got all this money. It's the American dream, and I can sit back and pull down my barns, and I'm going to build bigger ones. Yep. Bigger and better, I called it. Yep. Bigger and better. And that's isn't that America? Bigger and better. Bigger and better. Better, yep. Bigger and better. Yep. We and, all want it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I've often said that uh, you cannot, it, and, and mark my words, mark my words, Okay, it is an impossibility. It is impossible. Nobody can do it. Nobody can do it to live the American dream and to live for God at the same time. They are diametrically opposed. If you understand what the American dream is and if you understand what it means to live for God. And so we want to encourage everybody to uh, live for the mission. And uh, I I made a statement. You can you you should not look at your your increase in salary to up your standard of living, you should look at your increase of salary to up your standard of giving. 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And when the mission, developing disciples for Christ, who are developing disciples for Christ, that is what it is all about. And so when you get that money, you should think, man, how do I help the church develop more disciples? How can I give more so that they can do more? Mm-hmm. And if the mission matters the most, <clears throat> Every decision we make, whether it be financial, whether it be family, whether it be for what we do for vacation, all of those decisions should weigh in on how does this affect the mission. Yep, because no doubt about the it. Mission matters the most. Yeah, and 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 I want folks to understand. It doesn't mean that you can't go out and buy new furniture no, or up your standard abs- of living. That's not the, what the we're saying at all. The whole idea is yeah. priority. Where does your mind go? Yes. We're looking at your heart and your yes. mind, and where does that go? Because if you know us at all, like we love to have a good time mm-hmm. and, right. and and we will spend on having a good right. time. But you know what, if we're doing that in place of thinking of how we can make this mission of the church go forward, mm-hmm. then our priorities are a little out of whack. Yep. And we're serving the wrong master. Yeah. So give us our challenge as we wrap up today. I would say, say pastor, well, should I give to the church or should I go on vacation? Oh, that's what I would say. If you've got to take from giving your tithe to the church to go on vacation, make it a staycation and honor God. That's my wrap-up. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, you've been listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. Today has been an episode in our series, Stewarding Your Life. If it's been a help to you, would you give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast so that we can help more people hear this content? And if this has also been a help to you, let us know by emailing us at openbiblenj.org backslash podcast. We're so excited to bring you next week's episode as we get into a new series where we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.